0: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Eric. Happy birthday to you.
1: Oh, Thank you for the solo, Mariah.
0: How old are you? Happy
1: birthday. How old. Thank oh, the you encore. for the song Dave and <laughs> Ellen
0: with you, the encore.
1: <laughs> and thank you for the unfortunate question, Ellen.
2: <laughs> 42 like this episode, right?
1: I'll oh. take it, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> this is episode 42, named after my years and then some.
2: We planned this whole podcast to drop on this date for your birthday It
1: went way back Mm -hmm. And it's Mm. my birthday's on a Tuesday, just like the day I was born (gasps) Oh, very nice Geez, what are the odds of that? One in seven, I would say
0: What are you doing for your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: There'll be some cake and drinking later Nice Very nice Uh, Classic Had a party Saturday night that a friend threw for me And so, you know, I kind of celebrate all week long with various activities
0: uh, birth Sweet. week, so yes. Birth month, can we go there?
1: <laughs> nah, that's too much. Thanksgiving no, gets in the way, I you know. I
0: disagree. Yeah. I'm all about the month, the whole <laughs> month. Well,
1: like John, like Seinfeld once said, "What's the deal with birthdays? All you did was not die for a year." So- <laughs> Quite There's the a lot of ways to look at it. Yeah, so nitty gritty, gritty might be in especially my plans. Especially this we'll year,
2: see. especially in the year of coronavirus. I mean, so, you know, yeah. kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, not huge parties, you know, just little minor masky get togethers.
0: Socially distant birthday parties. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Oh, Fido uh, in the background, Jack. Birthday you, Jack? shot
1: from the doggy. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: Saw the name here. Oh, yes.
0: Amazon packages are showing up. Yep. Uh what are we talking about today, you guys?
1: food <gasps> restaurants yes and really legacy restaurants because wisconsin's been a state since 1848 and some of the restaurants we're talking about were around back then others have just been really impactful even though they've only been open a couple of decades but we are talking about legacy restaurants around the state not an exhaustive list because we don't have time but uh, just some of our favorites that have popped okay. up in her in our noggins Since we're not told this would be our topic. Yes.
0: Special edition birthday episode in honor of Eric.
1: (laughs) The Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association. And this week we're featuring Fond du Lac County, Mm. which is comprised of 21 towns, nine villages, and two cities. The county seat is... Surprise... Fond du Lac, the city. Shocking. Right? That
0: was such a plot twist.
1: (laughs) Situated on the shores of Lake Winnebago, the southern shore, hence the name Fond du Lac, bottom of the lake in French. Oh. Fond du Lac County is 220 square miles and is Wisconsin's largest inland lake. You can see it from space. Lots of farms in Fond du Lac County. About 1,400 of the residents are farmers. Average farm size is 226 acres. There's a nugget. <laughs> wow!
2: <laughs> Comprehensive county park I system. I dug deep for that one. You sure <laughs> did.
1: 14 county parks, lots of public hunting grounds that total uh, almost a thousand acres. Part of Kettle Moraine is in there, and uh, there's a big ridge there too. If you're driving on 41, you'll see windmills aplenty, generating a lot of power for us. Because Fond du Lac County is also on the northern and e- northeastern edge of Horicon Marsh. So, a lot of cool little. Uh, geographic features in Fond du Lac County. I love it. All right. Well, let us dive into the Campfire Conversation. And in fact, uh, one of the things I'm going to mention will be in Fond du Lac County. So Mariah, go ahead Mm. and start us off.
0: I'm intrigued. Okay. So welcome to our Campfire Conversation. For those of you who are cabin noobs, our Campfire Conversation (laughs) is a segment of our show where we do our deep dive based on our headline topic, which today is all about legacy restaurants. So... You're probably wondering, Raya, what in the world is a legacy restaurant? Don't worry. I'm here to tell you. We're defining a legacy restaurant as one that has been around for a significant amount of time. I'm not defining significant, though. My significant amount of time is different from Eric's significant amount of time. We like to load it a little ambiguous. Yeah. Yes. yes. Mariah, is
1: that because I've been around significantly longer than you?
0: It's your birthday, so I'm gonna be it's kind and just not answer that <laughs> question. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, I have, let's just say some on my list have been around since before I was born, which to me, it was a really long time, so that's, I'm going to call that a legacy <laughs> restaurant. It's all relative. So don't hate me in the comments, okay, you guys? If they're not as old of restaurants as you were expecting. Um, anyway, oh, they also have to have a unique history, which is also very ambiguous and mysterious sounding, but they've got to have a cool history. Um, oh, and special thanks to Joshua Hockett, for dropping this idea in the Around the Campfire Facebook group. Thank Excellent you, Joshua. Excellent
1: idea, Joshua.
0: Yeah, I'm all yeah. about it. Okay, Eric, this is like your jam restaurant. Restaurants, food—you you, you mm-hmm. just know where to go. So, and it's your birthday. So, there's so many <laughs> reasons why we should let you kick things off here. <sighs> sure. Could you pick like a king of the kings of legacy restaurants? Ooh, I'm gonna that do that to you. A,
1: that would wow. be a tough one because I don't want to diss the princes and the queens.
0: Just do it. Come on, of legacy restaurants. <laughs> I do
1: want to, since we're talking about Fond du Lac County, pour one out on the curb for Shriners which was a legacy restaurant for many, many years, 80 plus years, I believe. And they recently closed, and that's very unfortunate, but I wanted to give a shout out to them because big landmark along 41 when you're driving past Fond du Lac, and it's always a very popular stop for people. And Shriners is the exact kind of restaurant we're talking about when we're talking legacy restaurants with a great history. So I will go, first of all, close to where I am located and dive right into our state's Germanic heritage, and give a big shout-out to Mater's in Milwaukee, Mm. one of the top German restaurants in the country. Been around since 1903. Whoa. Presidents have dined there. Many stars of stage and screen have dined there. And I dined there, too, but they don't like to talk about that. (laughs) But the place, uh, Andrew Zimmern featured them on one of his specials on Milwaukee. And... Oh, my gosh. Just incredible German food. Uh, the Knight's Bar in there has actual, like, knight, like, suits of armor, coats wow. of armor. And uh, for, for German food, really, it is, it is a must-stop for anyone uh, craving German food anywhere in the country. If they come to Milwaukee, Mater's is where you have to go. And they've been just continuously at it all this time since 1903.
3: And that's right by the new Buck Stadium, right? It is right
1: a block east of Pfizer Forum and uh, along Old World 3rd Street. And one of the reasons they call it Old World 3rd Street is because Maters is on there. And uh, lots of of legendary things have happened there. The Milwaukee Journal Sentinel newspaper used to be two separate newspapers. So many of the uh, press interviews and all sorts of uh, other stories have happened there. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- that alone could be a whole episode. I won't get into it now, but that's definitely a must-stop and a legacy restaurant.
0: That's a classic one. I mean, it doesn't really get more legacy than that, I don't think. Mater's? I love it. Pack
3: it up. Call it an episode.
0: Yep, we're done. <laughs> <You said laughs> thanks, for,
3: thanks for stopping by.
0: We is done here. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I thought I would take us to the city of La Crosse, to Piggy's. Piggies. Mm, piggies. Piggies. Sounds uh, lovely. Oh, huh?
1: Ellen, you know that place. <laughs> love you
0: piggies. know Piggies? Yeah. Of course. Okay. So in
1: college days, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Only very special occasions. Gotta go to Piggies. Yeah. Fancy schmancy. Hmm. Is it fancy schmancy? Right, well, it is to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say so. on the fancier side. Uh, so Piggies actually opened in the early 80s as a barbecue restaurant. So not doesn't really quite hold a candle to the history of maters per se, but I mean, like I said, it's been around since before I was born, so it's making it on our list. You've Whether also you said like it fancy
1: and barbecue; those two <laughs> things are often at odds with each other. So
0: <laughs> just believe Hence the it. the
1: cognitive Eric. dissonance. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Piggies can do it, though. Piggies just, yeah, it just, and a name like Piggies, you don't hear, I know. It's all just ironic, but trust me, it makes sense when you go to Piggies. It all comes together. Anyway, Where in La Crosse is it? It's downtown on Front Street, 501 Front Street South, La Crosse, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. 54601. Um, (laughs) So, okay, so here are a couple reasons why I included it. I dined there, I think. Once for sure, maybe even twice, and always just loved the venue itself. A lot of history. It was built in—it's in located in the Pioneer Foundry building, which was built in 1871. Also, the back bar in the Blues Lounge is over 110 years old and was built in Philadelphia for a paddle wheeler. That was uh, docked in St. Louis, which is, I think, really fun. And wow. next, when you go, uh, there are four chandeliers from the old Stoddard Hotel— Ooh. And they're in the foyer entrance to Piggies. Now, the Stoddard Hotel in the 1900s was the place where celebrities stayed when they performed or had other dealings in the area. Famous guests of the Stoddard included President JFK and Richard Nixon, Elvis Presley, Frank Lloyd Wright, Sinclair Lewis. Lou, Oh, who's—I was going to ask you this, Eric, and I'm sorry I'm pointing to you on this one and not anyone else on the call. <laughs> but who's Tallulah Bankhead?
1: Oh, um— Oh, gosh. How do you describe? Um, she's an actress and I think an author as well. But she was a Tallulah. classic old school actress from like, I think when she started, it was like still the silent era. Hmm.
0: Oh, I see her now. A little blondie. Tallulah mm-hmm. Brockman Bankhead from Huntsville, Alabama. Well, anyway, she stayed at the Stoddard Hotel as well. So there's just a lot of super cool history associated with piggies, which has been around in Lacrosse for over 30 years. Almost you know, 40, 40 years. I, yeah. I
1: was in the cross. I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half ago, and we ate out a couple times. And where we stayed was right across from Piggy's and I wanted to check it out, but we mm. never ended up making it there. I am not go. going to miss going to Piggy's next time I go to La When La you
0: walk in, look up at those chandeliers and say, hmm. JFK, Richard Nixon looked at these very same chandeliers with a couple Manhattans in hand, probably.
1: I had no idea it was such a legacy restaurant. So, well, it's I'm learning in this a- thing.
0: Barbecue <laughs> restaurant, a fancy barbecue restaurant in Lacrosse called Piggies. Yes, <laughs> iconic.
1: <laughs> I know we've given them shoutouts before, but I have to. A legacy restaurant really is Al Johnson's because of the uniqueness. Oh
0: my gosh, of Absolutely. the place mm-hmm. in
1: Sister Bay, of course, uh, one of the crown jewels of Door County, where the goats munch on grass on the roof, and <laughs> they're phenomenal for breakfast. Whether you're having pancakes with lingonberries or their Swedish meatballs. Uh, it's, it's really one of the must stop places in Door County and it has been for forever. And I don't, I don't know what year they opened, but I know the first time I was there as a little kid, it was an old restaurant.
2: My, my dad used to go there when he was a kid and I remember him talking about it. So yeah. How
1: old's you, uh, your dad?
0: 54? Ah. 54.
1: Okay. 54. I'm younger than he is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cheers to that. By 12 years, right? Yeah, Something like that,
1: yes. <laughs> My math may be a little off, but uh, so it has been, you know, that's definitely a legacy restaurant.
0: Mm. All right. What about the Dells? Can we go to the Dells?
1: Of course we can go to the Dells.
0: So, I know we had a little tiny, not debate, but we were discussing whether we wanted to bring supper clubs into the mix here. And I couldn't help but do that. I know we recently had a supper club episode, but it's really hard to talk legacy restaurants and steer clear from the supper club world here in Wisconsin. And I don't think Del Bar has come up a whole lot in the I don't think we brought it up in our
1: podcast at all.
0: No? Okay. Yeah. So, welcome to the Dell Bar in Wisconsin <laughs> Dells. So, it opened up in 1943— by Jim and Alice Wimmer, who apparently took a big risk buying a roadside restaurant known for its charbroiled steaks, and 75 years later-ish, and three generations, it's now officially known as the Dell Bar Supper Club, and it's pretty famous for its atmosphere and the meals. I mean, it definitely has your quintessential supper club atmosphere. You walk in and it's dark as heck, <laughs> and it's very—I don't know if there's—I'm trying to remember since it's been a while since I've been there, but I think it's all on one floor, right? It's like a very. And I've never I, been to the Del Bar. No, okay, so I think it's it's very ranch style looking, like dark on the outside and inside, and it's just kind of one of those restaurants. If I'm remembering right, it feels like it never ends. Like you're going into this room and then into the next room, and then there's like a <laughs> and there's like a room with a bunch of windows, and um, I loved it.
1: I love those kinds of restaurants too. Where it's just an adventure going through the place.
0: Yes. Totally. They've got this great—I mean, their history is fascinating. I won't go too far into it, but it's always interesting to me to hear about these legacy restaurants that have just seen it all, like they've been through it all in terms of, you know, world pandemics and wars, and, you know, they, they're talking about— um, I was reading a little bit on like them trying to get through World War II and business like was looking very, very scary at that time. But like just to see some of these restaurants overcome some of the craziest, you know, prohibition was obviously hit the restaurant scene in a in a major way. It's kind of cool and very, you know, and at a time right now when restaurants are just the hardest hit industry during this pandemic, which is which is partly why we wanted to do this episode, uh, it's comforting for me anyway to read up on some of these amazing restaurants that started out so humbly and have found a way to just break through all of these insane, you know, ex- <laughs> just times and get to where they are today. Many of which, by the way, are do have GoFundMe set up and definitely have tried to figure out how to cater to all of us in this time so we definitely definitely encourage our listeners to do a little googling after you hit pause on this show at the very end and see how you can kind of help out with at any of these restaurants and bother meals
1: mm-hmm. it's hard enough to run a restaurant when times are, are really good yeah so right now it's particularly a challenge um i'm gonna give a shout out now to one that's been around i think they say they're wisconsin's oldest still operating restaurant and I'm going to Oh wow. I'm not going to challenge him on that because the Red Circle Inn in mm. Neshota, which is a Never little, heard of it. little burg in uh, Waukesha County's lake country, beautiful mm. area, established in 1848 and has remained there as a restaurant ever since. Part of the original building is still there and of course they've added on to that since then. Wow. Done little touches like adding electricity and plumbing and things like that <laughs> over the years. Just keeping up with the times. Yeah, yeah you know you gotta keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> Wi-Fi so.
0: will come in in a couple years there.
1: <laughs> and uh, but they're they're a they're a fine dining restaurant. Um, really really good food. And uh, I did I did get a chance to stop in there and enjoy their cuisine. And some of the richer people I know were all there hanging out. So. <laughs> Because <laughs> it it you need some you need some cheddar at this place. Uh, well, for fine dining, like, I'm
2: glad they're not sending anyone out to an outhouse.
1: Well, that's <laughs> yes. Well, they did probably when they first opened, right? <laughs> but there were no bears in the area, so it was okay. Breon croute and peppered beef and petite steer tenderloin. Oh, hors- my. I know that's all these. There's a fancy. lot of fancy, yeah, uh, sauteed veal, sweetbreads, portofino. Things like that. So if you go in there and ask for a burger, they'll make it, but they might roll their eyes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> cool place. It's right off Highway 16 in County C. And the intersection the Red Circle Inn is on at County C, which is just south of 16, is the original Watertown Plank Road. So like oh. in, in the 1850s, they had wood, wooden planks that would lead you from Milwaukee to Watertown, which at the time was the second largest city in the state. And the Red Circle Inn was right along that main drag. So that's how they were... They were right in the center of it all for a long time. So definitely a long, long legacy for that place.
0: Okay, I just am adding a last-minute one that's not on the outline.
3: Oh, man. She's going rogue. I'm
0: going rogue here, people. (laughs) Uh, I think we have brought this one up. I know we brought this one up, but I cannot think of which show it would have been in. But to me, it is pretty legacy-ish. Which is um, the Trempolo Hotel?
1: Ah, uh, I thought a, I thought you might bring that one up.
0: Yeah, they. So I kind of forgot when I was working on the outline here. Like, oh, I was. I always try to think of different regions of the state too, which is was mm-hmm. partly why I was in in this area. But historic hotel and restaurant and bar. They've got the vintage bar still there, mm-hmm. so you can literally head right up to the bar just like they would have back in 1888. I know we've talked about the ghosts. <laughs> Which I think its name I remember I couldn't remember the name in the last show we featured them in, but I think it's Mabel. I wanna say Mabel the ghost? I think so. Don't quote me on that, but I'm I gotta look it up. Um <laughs> they've got these three or four hotel rooms above the barn restaurant. So if you get one too many old fashions, you can head upstairs into their little European style rooms. I don't really know what they mean by European style, to be totally honest, but it sounds <laughs> cool. And cute I think they're shared and bathrooms and stuff. Really? Oh,
1: yeah. Mariah, you're also confusing me. What is too many old fashions? Um,
0: <laughs> Yo, what? I would classify that as... I don't know. Like, <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> I just meant the concept. It's okay. We don't have to.
0: How about... I mean, at least at a, a couple. certain point,
3: you run out of brandy, and then you've had too many old fashions. <laughs> ah, that's a good, that's a good measuring <laughs> stick. Audio Dave
0: with the save. I won five dollars <laughs> off my brother yesterday, by the way, because he was adamant that brandy was a version of whiskey, and I was like, "I think nope. he's thinking uh. of bourbon." That's what I said, but yeah. I didn't tell him that till after I got the five dollars from him. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, Beautiful. I digress. So, the Trumpol Hotel. I would, it's definitely, of, of. I think most of them that we're talking about is like one of the more low-key spots unless they're having a big event. They do host a lot of music events in the summer, obviously not this year, but um, then it gets a little crazy, but otherwise you walk in and I, what I love about it is it just, it is what it is. Like it, it's, they've done the owners have done such a great job, I think, keeping to what it would have felt like for you to walk in back in the eighteen eighties, which I mm-hmm. love. They didn't add any like fancy, crazy tourist stuff. They just kept it simple but also wonderful.
1: It's very time machine y in there. It mm-hmm. really is. And they have great walnut burgers. They're very well known for that. Ooh. And oh, uh Lord, walnut balls, that. like it's an appetizer. Really, really good. And walnuts are good for you, right? So <laughs> no. uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Kurtz's Which is uh, a restaurant hmm. and a deli In Trivers Over there on the Trivers. Lake Michigan side <laughs> Two rivers right along Highway 42 On the downtown strip Around the corner from where the ice cream sundae was invented At the historic Washington house You go by Kurtz's you you know Just by looking at the place You know it's been there forever It's been yeah. there since 1904 And uh, they're still at it And that's what I love about the older, older places
0: Same Okay, were you done on that one, or did you have more things on that one? No, it's okay. Okay, I just want to make sure I wasn't cutting you off before I we dive into this next here. one that I'm so excited about, <laughs> which is Quivy's Grove, technically ah, in Fitchburg. Oh yeah. I'm telling you guys, it might be like one of the prettiest restaurants I've ever walked inside. I like, I think I was the most excited I've ever been to. Like, I've shot at a lot of restaurants, but I, I just was so fascinated by the venue itself. So, it's outside of Madison, and I do think, as someone who's been in the Madison area for a long time, this one, it's known by Madisonians, but I do think it tends to fly under the radar for a lot of people here in the area. It is a wonderful date night. Like, it's definitely a a great date night spot, just so scenic. And the cool thing there, and I know I'll get into the legacy part of it, but the cool thing there is you can kind of have multiple different types of experiences. So, they've got the stable I think that's right. Yeah. The actual stable that has a bar and its own dining area and an upstairs, which is Mm -hmm. gorgeous. And then they've got, usually they've got like a big tent set up outside. I know they host a lot of weddings, but when they're not having weddings, you can actually dine under the tent and they've got different cocktail menus out there. And then they've got the actual farmhouse and you can go in the farmhouse and dine in any of the rooms in the farmhouse, in the living room downstairs. They've got a couple tables up in the master bedroom upstairs. So you're literally in their old historic farmhouse. And then you walk downstairs in the farmhouse and there is a wine cellar Ooh. with this giant tunnel. The tunnel from the wine cellar at the farmhouse leads to the stable house. So you can go to the stable through this mm. tunnel. I was having a good old time at Quimby's <laughs> Grove. We were, had some wine. We, we did some filming where I walked down into the cellar area and I was like, I need one of these in my house. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing.
3: I think I'm stuck in October mode because when you talk about this stone chamber that you have to walk down, I just get goosebumps, but it oh, wasn't spooky?
0: No, it wasn't spooky. <laughs> I mean, I was there with the crew and we had lights, so we lit it up, but I I loved it. I just, I thought it was so, it was very hard to film. I do remember that because it was very dark, but I thought it was cool. I thought it was so cool. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, this is um, all—so Quivy's Grove, the story here is all after a a guy named John Mann who came to Madison from New York via Michigan in the late 1840s. And in 1850, he was already running a successful livery stable in Madison. So, I mean, there's a ton of history on this. He's quite the businessman, and one thing leads to another. And the next thing you know, 35 years later— his descendants, I believe, are starting an actual on-site restaurant. So it is pretty fascinating to see how things have changed, like just the history associated with the actual property, and to see every time I drive by on the weekends, everyone seems to want to have a wedding at Quivy's Grove, which I totally understand because <laughs> it is really pretty if you go there. And they they try to hold true to all of the really, you know, again, so, similar to um, the Trumpello Hotel, they try to hold true to some of that 1800s farm look feel
1: well i'm gonna head back to the northeast part of wisconsin and go to deep Pier, not the pier deep Pier, <laughs> just south of green bay and talk about the union Wait, house hotel deep here deep here
0: but you say like Deep Pier?
1: well i was saying deep here just for
0: oh god sorry. okay, okay. this was like have i been saying it wrong this whole sorry, time <laughs> De <residence>. sorry
1: Deep pier residents uh <laughs> yes the union house hotel which has been there, I believe, since 1904. Cool old brick building with a big neon sign. It says Union House Hotel on it. Day, Audio Dave, you're from
3: the Green Bay Are you familiar with this place? Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I'm, I'm sure I've seen it, but it's not ringing a bell.
1: They have quite a history. Um, They are a hotel as well as a restaurant. They have, if you see their Facebook page, where it just says Union Hotel, that's their Facebook page uh, name, they have a lot of history videos because you walk through the place and history abounds in pictures and all kinds of stories. Uh, Channel 26 in Green Bay, which is the NBC affiliate, a couple weeks ago did a whole segment about how the hotel and the restaurant dealt with the 1918 pandemic. So this oh, is the first time you've had to mask up at the Union House, <laughs> and uh, just all kinds of, and it's and it's fine dining too. I mean, so it's a really fascinating place. It's still owned by the same family uh, through the generations, and so uh, it's its
3: legacy is strong. Very nice. Yeah, I'm. I don't think I'm familiar with it.
0: You gave me some new ideas here, Eric. Thank you for that.
3: Mm-hmm. You've given me some
0: birthday boy.
2: Do you want to wrap up one more? Get get a bonus one for yourself. <laughs>
1: Um I'll 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 finish with a sweet treat. How about that?
2: Perfect. Mullins
1: Dairy Bar in Ooh. Watertown. Have you been there, Mariah? Um I just heard you react, so
0: I'm 99% sure we did for the Watertown show. You know what's funny is sorry to digress here a little bit again. I know it's about you, Birthday Boy, but one second <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I was I said on this podcast like a couple of shows ago, I'm like, I'd never done that. And then I was watching a show. I was like watching a uh a re-air of an episode, and I had been there. And I had no (laughs) recollection. And I said on this podcast, like, I've never been there. I'm like, wow, I have the world's worst memory. So um, there's a chance I've been to Mullins. There's a chance I have not been to Mullins.
3: (laughs) That happened with me and the Pfister Hotel. My wife was listening to our Ghost Stories (laughs) episode, and I had said I had never been there. She was like, yeah, we definitely stayed there with your parents.
4: (laughs) Isn't that
0: funny?
3: I don't remember any ghosts, so maybe that's so why you had I didn't a good remember. Time. Yep. <laughs> oh, no, boy. I haven't
0: been to Mullins. I'm looking at it. I don't nope. That's nope. I can well, confirm.
1: Well, it's <laughs> been around since at least the fifties and I think before that. Uh just such an original shake and a malt and an ice cream kind of place. Really charming. And some of the original like you know, receipts and, and the original menus from the 50s are up on the walls. And you could see, I don't know, malt cost 12 cents or something like that. Uh, the decor inside is definitely throwback. I think it's had the same wallpaper for six, seven, eight decades. And uh, just delicious treats in there. And uh, I know they've been, I think they're open now. They've been on and off at times. But they're right along the main drag in Watertown. And uh, definitely a good stop.
3: Well, as a birthday treat for you, since you're talking about dairy... I just want to play my favorite little drop here. Oh, boy. Cheese. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, That's that your favorite. for me. That's my favorite.
1: Okay. <laughs> I wow. like how
2: you have a hotkey for it. You're like, yep. this deserves one of my six hotkeys.
3: <laughs> and cheese wasn't even our topic. That's the amazing part.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need it, though.
3: You That's never true. know when cheese is going to come up. It's this definitely is a Wisconsin c- podcast.
0: I was going to say, next week we're talking about our most, I think, Wisconsin's most luxurious destinations. And if you find a way... Oh, lies. (laughs) The week after that. If you find a way... Okay, the week after that. Yep.
1: Stop (laughs) giving
3: away the future schedule. Now I'm confused.
0: No, I think that's a tease I just did. They call that a tease in the business.
1: (laughs) Who would say something like that?
0: (laughs) I can't make fun of the birthday boy today. You're exempt of being teased, except that I just did. Forget that. Oh my gosh! Uh,
1: I need a good cup uh, okay. of coffee after all this.
0: Me too. This episode of the Cabin is sponsored in part by Just Coffee.
1: Mmm, Just, mm. mm. Just Coffee.
0: Mmm, Just Coffee. Just Coffee and nothing else. <laughs> Just Coffee wants to get you the best tasting cup of coffee imaginable and let you know exactly where it came from. Beans. Beans. That's where it is. Where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And I will admit I'm. I'm not on, I'm a coffee snob, not on Dave's level of coffee snob. I don't know what you're
3: talking about. I don't
0: know anyone on Dave's level
2: of
3: being
0: Dave a coffee snob. Dave is next level coffee snob. Since I'm not a snob about yes, okay. it. I
3: just appreciate it. A
0: connoisseur. It.
3: Thank a connoisseur. you. Coffee good. Good. Yes. Coffee snob. I much prefer that to snob.
0: <laughs> okay, well, the word snob doesn't have the best connotation. I will, you know, I will definitely acknowledge that. But what we mean to say, Dave, is, yeah, you know a thing or two about coffee and you expect your coffee to be high quality. And honestly, I get you on that. I feel the same exact way, which is why we let Just Coffee sponsor our show and not one of those gross national brands. We would never let that be the case, Mm -hmm. ever. Okay, so you can check them out online at justcoffee.coop, that's C-O-O-P, and that's where you can sign up for their e-newsletter, which gives you access to sales, news in the industry, new blends, and more. What do they mean by sales? Oh, sales like promotions, things that are on right, sale. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, they do. Maybe sell their sales coffee.
1: figures. If you ask nice, I don't know. My
0: my brain was like, they're going to share their sales figures with us. I'm very. Intrigued. They wow. do share
1: their sources though, where their uh, coffee comes do, from, their growing which partners, is everything.
0: So important that I'd love that. I think that's where the world is going, and they're totally ahead of the game in that department. So anyway, click the join our newsletter button on the top right hand corner of their site to sign up. And hey. Don't forget to use promo code CABIN10 for 10% off your entire order. Best Christmas gift ever, I think, is just getting a really nice, high-quality bag of coffee. Coffee beans or coffee grounds for Mm -hmm. those hard-to-shop-for folks in your family. Let's be honest. We all got them. Am I right? CABIN10. Promo code. Go use it so we can keep doing this podcast and get sponsors that love us.
1: JustCoffee.com And that
0: we love. That we love, too. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Hey, Mariah. What time yes. is it?
0: Review time. Woohoo. <laughs> this one is from A Wells Ten. Who says? Been listening since it came out. I enjoy the Ooh. insights and places to check out in our great state. Thank you, Mariah, Eric, Ellen, and Audio Day for your hard work. Here is to many more episodes in Hidden Gems Q Sound.
3: You bet, A Wells Ten.
0: Oh, I love it!
3: Thanks for sticking with us.
0: We were just talking before we were recording about people who are listening to the show and catching on to our cues and saying to us in person, <laughs> "That's a hidden gem."
3: Yep,
1: <laughs> means they're so paying Dave, attention. How awesome is isn't that? Isn't
0: that great? I think yeah. Dave needs—he's gonna st- need to start to walk around with his little cue board, yeah. whatever those are called. So you can keep hang can it from my neck. Happy, <laughs> yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Hot keys. That's a flavor.
1: Flavor of audio. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> love it. <laughs>
0: Anyway, that was a very sweet review. I love we got literally name dropped there. A Wells 10. If you're a first time listener or you've been here from the beginning, don't forget to share this podcast and leave us a review, please. And thank you so much.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is episode 42 of the Cabin Podcast. <laughs> just as Cabin Pod you know, is on the notes. I'm telling you. It's
0: was trying it's, to be it's, cool. pod is the cool new oh, thing to sorry. do. The cab- That's the cabin all we've pod. got for
1: you today on episode 42 of The Cabin Pod, y'all.
0: We got to keep you young.
1: <laughs> next week. <laughs> Oi, my back. No. Uh, <laughs> next week, we're talking about Wisconsin on the big screen. When, where, Ooh. who, and how Wisconsin has been seen in some of our favorite movies. Think you're going to be surprised just how much this state pops up. You know, we got a lot of writers in Hollywood. Mm-hmm.
0: Ellen, you ever heard of
2: Wisconsin? I just, I love the Titanic, and I'm going to leave it at that.
3: <laughs> She's so close to that microphone. Wow.
0: <laughs> Are you going to swallow that
3: microphone. <laughs> I'm really excited about that.
2: I want well, to make sure everyone can hear me say, I love Titanic, the movie. Um, yeah. yeah Jack Not Jackson. the actual
0: event. Not the event. Let's be <laughs> clear on that. The event sucked. The movie adaptation of the event fantastic and Jack Dawson is getting this up. Okay.
1: Sorry, there was room for him. There was room for him on that on that piece of wood, by the way.
2: This is a debate right. for next week.
0: Next okay, week, that next sounds week,
1: good. next week. Okay, fine.
0: Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis. Produced by me, Alan Fallon, and Audio Dave. Tune in next week for more Campfire conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave us a review.
1: And here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin.
3: It may not be a well-known sport, but for folks in the Madison area that are into it, ice kiting is a
4: chilly thrill. Snow kiting is, we're on skis or snowboard, and then we have a harness, barn lines that go up to a kite, and the kite is pulling us across the, the lakes in the wind. This is a kite that actually gives us forward momentum and it pulls us.
3: Utilizing a massive kite to take the rider afloat, snow kiting relies on Mother Nature to soar to the greatest heights.
4: It's all wind-based and it's pretty cool because you don't have to pay for lift ticket, um, just gas to get to your location. And the cool thing about Madison is that we have five local lakes. Uh, the bigger lakes are better um, because the wind will spread out more, so it gives us a more consistent wind, um, a little bit easier to get going and to stay riding.
3: Snow kiting is becoming increasingly popular and offers the adventurous another way to see their surroundings.
4: Madison in the wintertime is amazing just because of the the ability to get on the lake and have fun. And with snow kiting on skis or snowboard, um, it just adds another element to having a good time in the Madison area.
3: And now you know your Wisconsin.